Down at the very bottom of my garden, where the grass and run-down fence meets the field and forest beyond, is an old stone well. I'm looking at it now from my bedroom window as the deep gray clouds slowly roll their way across the sky. The first pinpricks of rain tap coldly against the glass. The well came with the house. We didn't build it or anything. It borders an old trail path, one that runs between our garden and the field. Hikers come by sometimes. They stop for a moment at the well, they toss in a coin, and then away they go, on with their lives. But I watch. I watch through the window, waiting for something to happen. Because for as long as I can remember, I have believed that a man he lives in the well. I'm not sure where the suspicion first came from. A dream, perhaps? When I was younger, I used to play near it. My parents never let me climb in or around it, but I'd sit nearby. I'd climb trees and I'd try to peer down into the tunnel. I'm tall enough now just to stand right beside it, of course. I'm too old to play, but I still go down by the well sometimes, run my hand over the cold, wet stone. I'll throw in a coin or two, make a wish, and when I do, when I do, it's almost like, almost like I can hear something, like a whispering in the back of my head, like someone is trying to talk to me. It's fascinating in a creepy kind of way. Maybe I'll go down there again now before it gets too dark. I put on my coat and I push my arm to the sleeves and I head from my room and down the stairs to the back door, slipping on my boots and making my way out into the rain. I draw up my hood as I walk the length of the garden and across the grass. The grim, dark stone of the well draws closer and closer, beckoning me. Beyond it, the trees rustle softly in the breeze. Rainwater drips from the pine. I come to a stop at the well's edge and I look over, down into the darkness below. Down it goes, deep, dark. Might as well be bottomless for all I know. The coins never make a splash. I never hear them hit the earth or stone at the base. They just vanish into the void. I shiver. It's cold this evening. I reach into my pocket for a coin, taking one out and turning it between my fingers. Shining silver. Yes, this will do nicely. I make my wish. My go-to is this. I wish to learn more about the secrets of the well 
and I flick the coin from my thumb, watching as it tumbles through the air and disappears down into the shadows, bouncing and tinkling off the stony walls, and then... Silence. The coin falls and is lost to the void, to the gloomy, unending darkness below. I place my palms on the rough stone and I look down, waiting. The rain patters on the grass all around me. I strain my ears. Come on, I mutter. Give me something. I wait a little longer. It's always right as I'm about to leave, to give up, to conclude that I've always imagined it and that nothing is going to happen. I slide my hand away from the stone and I make a turn back to the house. And it's in that that I hear this voice, the voice of a man in the well, an almost imperceptible whisper right there in the back of my mind, almost. I hesitate. I return my attention to the well. Almost? I repeat. What does that mean? There is a wet croak of a sound and then I cannot yet claim the key. My heart hammers. It's unusual to hear so much in one go. My throat dries as I lean a little closer, peering down, squinting into the darkness. What do you mean? I whisper. What key? But there the voice ceases. I reach into my pocket for my phone. I switch on the flashlight and angle it down into the well. But it does little. It gives me a couple further meters of sight, but then it's swallowed by the gloom and lost to the dark. Hello? I call down softly. Then a little louder. Hello? But there's no response. The rain falls harder, and it leaks through the pine beyond the broken old fence. I sigh, and I turn to leave. Trudging back across the grass of the house, I consider throwing in another coin, but no, I'll leave it for now. A part of me still thinks I'm making it all up. And if that's the case, well, I certainly don't want to encourage any madness. I prepare for my night as the rain clatters on the glass, casting one last look out into the gray beyond, down to the well at the bottom of the garden. I swear I can see something in the moonlight, glistening and glinting on the edge of the well. It's tough to see in the dark, but it looks like a pair of coins. Curious. I didn't see a hiker go by, and it would be unusual at such a time and in such the weather. But not impossible, I guess. I quietly draw the curtains, and the rain falls steadily through the night. The next day goes as they typically do. The weather is grim, the sky is overcast, a couple of hikers pass by. I watch from my window as they throw in their coins. I watch intently, waiting for something to happen, to hear more of those maddening, taunting words in my head. But no, there's nothing. It has to be me. I have to be the one to make the wish. 
so I return that evening once my work is done. The grass is still wet, though, and it isn't raining tonight. I stand by the well and toss in a coin. A copper today. I make, the, I make that same wish. I wish to learn more about the secrets of the well. And I wait. Waiting for a response. The trees rustle nearby. The sky rolls through its tones of gray. And before me stands the well, ancient moss-covered stone. The wall's perhaps the only thing preventing the darkness inside from spilling out and over the land like ink. Come on, I know you have more to say. I whisper to the well, peering down. My most faithful visitor, I will be sure to reward you when I have the key, friend. This does not come through as a murmur in the back of my head. This comes through clear, cold and clear, words that send my pulse into overdrive and I scramble away from the gaping mouth of the well, slipping in the grass and tumbling down into the mud with a gasp. Hello? I, repeer, I reply in fear, scrambling my feet and looking down into the dark. Is someone there? Hello? My rational mind battles with the irrational. A voice can only mean that someone is trapped down there. But no, that doesn't really make sense either. Do you need help? Yes. Just another few wishes. That's all I need. Be careful when you make them, though. I might just be able to grant them. I turn on the spot and I head the hell back to the house, noping away as my heart pounds in my chest. I just repeat that same word over and over in my head. No. 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 It's not real. I let my imagination get carried away. I have willed my thoughts into something beyond their means. I lock all the doors as I return home. I draw the curtains resentful that I have the house alone for the night and I crawl into bed, staring into the darkness as that voice rattles around in my head. The voice of the man in the well. No, not possible. The man in the well does not actually exist. He can't. I eventually fall asleep. My dreams are like water. I stand in the shimmering gray of a misty field, the well at the center. There are trees around us, I think, but they're hard to see through the fog, and every time I turn to try and look at one, its location changes. The well starts to leak. Water spills up and over the stone and flows through the grass. Roots push through and creep their way from the earth, slithering through the grass around my feet. As I watch in terror, a shadow rises up from the dark of the well. The darkness itself, perhaps, choosing for itself a form as a grin appears in its swirling depths. It's time to make a wish, says the voice loud and sharp. I awake in cold panic, staring up into the dark. I haul off the sheets and head into the window, pulling back the curtains. And there, through the rain, is the well. No shadows. No creeping roots. 
but there are those coins again, shining silver specks on the edge. The rain falls, and angrily now I pull on my coat. I head downstairs, the steps creaking beneath my feet. I put on my boots, unlock the back door, and march through the haze towards the well. It's just a well, I say out loud. Nothing more. I'm not going to be afraid of a cluster of stones, and I am not losing my mind over this. I stand at the edge of the well, not failing to note that the two little sparkling coins have now vanished. I run my hands over the rock. I crouch down by the well's base to look for them, pushing my hands through the grass, but they're nowhere to be seen. I stand back up, pushing my palms onto the edge of the well, shouting down into the void. Show yourself. Cold washes of fear pass through me in waves, but I persist stubborn. Show yourself. Let me help you find the key, or whatever it is that you want. Aren't you going to grant my wishes? I'm just shouting nonsense, really. I know that nothing is going to respond, surely. Surely not. I pause and wait for a response. My breathing slows. My heart rate eases. No, just as I expected. The well is empty. I reach into my pocket for a coin and I toss it down into the well. I wish to meet the man in the well. I mutter as it clinks and bounces off the stone. And then, in the darkness of the night, something starts to change. For a second, I swear that I am imagining it, but no. The ground, the very grass and earth beneath my feet, is being slowly drawn into the well. I don't understand. This isn't physically possible. I take a step, and then another. I stand right by the well and stay still but I can feel my feet moving nonetheless. I look down into the darkness of the well's tunnel, seeing nothing but the void. I reach into my pocket for my phone, hands shaking a little now, my breath clouding in the cold, and after a few attempts, I switch on the flashlight. I hold the phone over the edge and angling the light down into the darkness and the wide-eyed face of the man in the well grins back up at me. I scream in fright and I slip, staggering back and collapsing against the rotted old fence. My phone tumbles and bounces off the stone, cracking the screen in the corner before it falls to the wet grass beside me. I feel a rumbling now, subtle, in my bones and across my skin. A presence, I suppose, as the man in the well reaches a slow, shadowed hand out and over the edge of the well. His fingers are long, far longer than they have any right to be. His second hand appears beside it, slow, creeping movements. And up he rises, up and up and out of the well, growing taller and taller and taller. He's dressed in black. His skin, too, pitch black, but his eyes, his eyes sparkle like silver, white and wide, and his grin, the teeth do not connect, the teeth do not match, each one looks like it could have come from a different mouth. 
He reaches full height, staring down at me. And yet, still, he ascends. With slow, terrible, deliberate purpose, he simply rises. His legs stretch upwards, up and up, until he is twice my height, and then three times as tall. At last he stops, and we regard each other in silence. And myself, I'm frozen with fear as he's looking at me and grinning. The rain patters all around. A worm rises up from the grass just by my hand, slithering and squirming from the earth. I open my mouth to speak, staring in horror as the monster from the well. Don't hurt me, I whisper, and the grin of the man in the well stretches wider. Almost free, he mutters, his lips cracking and stretching with his words. Just a little more, then I can come help you. I can come grant you all your wishes. A little more what? I croak out, backed up, fully against the fence. What happened to you? Who are you? They sealed me away, he whispers as the wind blows. They told me I would remain in the dark until I could pay my debt. His eyes flicker from me to the worm and then back. When I can buy the key, unshackle myself and be free. I stare at him and he at I. I don't understand, I whisper. They seal me away, he repeats, but my debt is almost paid. I am almost free and I can grant you all your wishes. My greatest patron, I owe you your wishes. Patron? I reply, my throat death dry. The man in the well grins wide, and in a slow, sickening gesture, he reaches into his pocket. I follow the motion with my eyes as he carefully draws from, a co from it a coin. But no, not just any coin. It's the one I threw in mere minutes ago. He cocks his head a little, pinpricks in the center of his eyes, widening and shrinking. The debt is almost paid. Then I will be free to leave this well, friend. After so, so long, and I will come for you. He begins to lean down towards me. His legs in the well remain perfectly straight, but forwards he leans, his face drawing closer to me closer and closer and I can take it no more I clamber to my feet as a river of horror runs down my spine I lurch away and I scramble across the length of the garden I shoot a look back over my shoulder to see him watching to see him grinning I slam the door of the house and barricade it shut I race up the stairs to my room and stare through the window and I watch as the man in the well slowly starts to sink as he descends lower and lower. His hands at his sides disappear beneath the rim of the well, then his torso, his chest, and neck, until only the top of his head is showing. One with the darkness and the shadows, his eyes like two shining coins in the gloom. 
I have not made any more wishes at the well. I have not thrown any more money down there. But there is only so much I can do. I chase away the hikers that pass by like a lunatic. I stop them from throwing coins down there. But I am heading away from college soon. A blessing and a danger. What will happen if there is no one to guard the well? My debt is almost paid, he had said, and then I will come for you.